within the first year of putting my content on YouTube and then just casually mentioning that I had a product once in a while generated over seven figures with no ads, wow. no dollars spent, just because I was putting content out. Um, I still believe today it's the single best investment opportunity even today that uh, anybody in our lifetime has ever seen and will wow. probably ever see. Becoming a master is not about doing 4,000 things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. The Ultimate Sales Machine presents the CEO Mastery Show for entrepreneurs looking to grow faster, better, smarter. If you would like to have a profound breakthrough in your business, talk to our team live by visiting chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Good advice is contextual. Get your answers at chetholmes.com forward slash breakthrough. Amanda Holmes here, CEO of Chat Homes International. I am so happy to have fallen into the hands of Mark Moss here, who has, oh, how many viewers do you have on your podcast? 300,000 subscribers. I get about uh, almost million and a half views, uh, listens a month. Oh my gosh. And then a whole background of business. So you've yep. you've bought and sold over a hundred properties. Yep. You sold multiple companies yep. for seven figures to Fortune 500. I'm just learning this yep. as I'm sitting down with him. He said, oh yeah, I've heard those radio ads from Chet Holmes. I did, yeah. I love it. Sure. I love it. So all of these people want to know, what are the biggest myths around generating wealth? Can you share? Yeah, well, so the first thing I'd say is I like to think about money three different ways. Okay. So the first thing I want to do is we want to think about wealth creation. So how do we create wealth? How do we make money? And the second thing is how do we accum uh, wealth accumulation? So how do I make my money make more money? Yes. And then the third way is how do I protect my money? Ooh. Now, if you haven't made money, then the thought of having to protect it doesn't seem right. But the, rea the reality is keeping money is way harder than it is to make it. So I'd, I'd break it into those three categories. Um, as far as creating wealth, I think Probably one of the biggest misunderstandings is that we get paid for the value we provide. And that's it. And so we have to think about um, providing value first. And so a lot of times people come into business or sales and they wanna sell something that they wanna sell. My friend made this, I made this, I have this idea for this, I really love this, but it's not about you. It's not about what you want. <laughs> It's what other people want and it's the value that you can provide to them. And so, um, you know, especially this is wrong at the lower end level, you know, people fighting over minimum wage jobs and whatnot, where it's like they want to get paid more, but paid more for what? For providing the same value? Mm. And so if you want to make more money, you have to provide more value. And so a lot of people need to invest in themselves first so they can learn to provide more value, increase your skills and um, things like that. And so if I can provide more value to you and then find a way to provide more value to that person, but more people. And so that's really the game. And we can see this easily with, you know, Bill Gates, for example, right? He made a he took personal computers and gave them to everybody in the world. Yeah. So massive value to lots of people versus a heart surgeon who may give massive value to you. He saved your life, but it's one person. Fair enough. Wow. And, and then the second one. Um, so that's creating value. Yes. And so then what uh, adding value or growing your value, growing okay. your wealth. So the second piece would be a wealth accumulation. So then yeah. once we make our money, then we want our money to be growing and making more money. So, um, 
I like to say that I've worked really hard for my money and I want my money to be working just as hard for me. Oh, I love that. Um, right. And so you might hear, you know, Warren Buffett talk about uh, you ha you'll, you'll be broke uh, until the day you die unless you ha you can make money while you sleep. And so that's your money making money. And so then how do you think about that? Um, I like to think about my money goes uh, where it's treated best. So like, where is it treated best? Is it is it treated best in the bank where it's losing in the last year about 25% of its purchasing power because of inflation and the bank is paying me 0.01% interest? Well, that's not very good. So I could put it into a piece of real estate and make two or 3% on my money, um, right? I could put it in stocks. Um, and so you, you're trying to figure out where can my money go to, to maintain its purchasing power. And ultimately we want it to grow its purchasing power. Of course. Yeah. And, and you were telling me just now that you also do Bitcoin as well. Yeah, um, I think, uh, so I've been making content about Bitcoin uh, since about 2015. So about whatever that is, six years at this point. Um, I believe still even today, which a lot of people think maybe they've missed the boat if they've heard it, but um, I still believe today it's the single best investment opportunity even today that uh, anybody in our lifetime has ever seen and will wow. probably ever see. Um, what happens is if you look through history, about every 50 years, there's a technological revolution. So I'm not talking about new technology, like an iPhone is new technology, internet's new technology. I'm talking about a revolution, which literally changes the course of humanity. Wow. So there's been five. So in the in 1700s, we had the industrial revolution, hmm. took people from the farms and the cottage industry and took them into cities and factories. Yeah. Um, then we had the, um, steam engines and steel. Hmm. So we had horsepower and manpower and now we had steam engines and we had steel instead of two three-story brick buildings now we could build skyscrapers and bridges it changed humanity um, about 50 years later we had um, electricity mm. changed humanity right uh, yeah. not only did it we go from candles to electric lights but I mean we can charge batteries. everything we do today is based off electricity uh, fast forward in about another 50 years, we had oil and automobiles. Mm. All of humanity, people walked over yeah. horses. Now we had cars, we could transport food, etc. Um, fast forward, 1971 was the age of the microprocessor, which mm. gave us personal computers, which gave us the internet, telecommunications, changed humanity. I love it. 1971 plus 50 years puts us 2021. Mm. And we're witnessing another technological revolution that will change humanity. And that's where we're sitting today. And that's why it's that big of an opportunity. I think that's also interesting. We just recently did some data on this. Uh, for 50 years, we only had the change between radio and television. Mm -hmm. So it took uh, 38 years to get to 50 million users on you radio, and then 13 years to get to 50 million uh, on, on television. Right. And then in the last 10 years, oh my gosh, right? The internet, it took four years, and Facebook, it took two years to get to 50 million users. Right. So it follows your same model. That's so fascinating. Yeah, so you look at the, that's kind of like looking at the adoption rate. And so typically we'd look at not the amount of users because like Facebook is global. So it's a little bit different than like a phone company that might just be in the United States. Um, but you would look at the the penetration or the percentage of adoption. Oh, okay. And so typically you'd look at the time that takes to reach about 80%. That's oh. kind of the number. Oh, um, and so each technology typically has a much faster adoption rate than the next because they kind of build onto each other. Yes. So for example, um, in the dot-com boom in the late 90s, I was old enough, uh, I was just young, but we were trading these crazy things called internet stocks. Really? <laughs> Nobody knew about those. But we didn't have this yeah. to trade them with. Hmm. Today, people do it with cryptocurrencies or on Robinhood doing options or whatever, but they can do it from their phone, but we didn't have it back then, so that adoption is quicker. Uh, but if we look at that, um, using an S-curve, 
we can project how fast the technology could be adopted. And we, oh. can, we can use this for all types of metrics. Um, and so for example, the, take, the time it takes to go from zero to 10% adoption, yeah. is typically the same time it would go from 10 to 90. Really? So if we look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin reached 10% um, adoption within 10 years. Okay which means then use an S-curve um, analysis, then we should expect to get to 90% by the year 2030. Wow. Another 10 years. Wow, that is so fascinating. Yeah. Would you like to double the size of your company in the next 12 months flat? Take 30 seconds to answer our quiz on the ultimate sales machine and what's holding you back from growth. The reason is, is because 95% of businesses will never make it to a million in annual sales. Of that, 0.08% of those will reach 5 million. Of that, 1.5% will ever reach 10 million and 0.004% will ever reach 100 million and beyond. See, in most cases, it's not about your product or service. It is the skills it takes to grow your business. Based on the ultimate sales machine written by my father, Chet Holmes, voted in the top 10 most recommended marketing and sales books of all time. We can help you get there. All it takes is focusing on one skill area that can double your sales if you have the pig-headed discipline and determination to do so. So be pig-headed. Go ahead and answer those five questions on our survey to understand how you can create your ultimate sales machine. Answer these five questions at how to double sales.com. It's yeah. so fascinating how you've gotten so much knowledge and then now you're sharing it as well. And I have a lot of people in my industry that are experts at what they do, but they haven't gotten to that point of how do I put it online? Can you share a little bit about that journey? Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to learning, uh, first of all, I didn't go to college. I didn't want to go to college okay. because I didn't care about learning what they wanted me to learn. But that doesn't mean I don't love to learn. I love to learn. I'm consuming content left and right. And I think there's a few different ways that you learn, right? So one is to, to learn the information, take the information in. But the second step is that you have to do something with it. And so if I use that knowledge, then I have a better understanding. And then the third level would be to teach it. And so typically, you know, high performers would typically be mentoring and being mentored at the same time, right? So I'm learning, I'm doing, and I'm teaching. And so, um, yeah, about, uh, about six years ago, um, you know, after after kind of getting my butt kicked uh, in the great financial crash, okay. um, I was really good at making money, but I didn't understand this financial casino, mm -hmm. and I and I and and, I, and it cost me dearly. So I had to figure that out. I spent uh, years and years and years figuring that out. Um, and as I started to kind of peel back these layers and understand it, I just man, I need, to, I need to tell everybody about it. I need to just, I need to like help everybody out. And so, yeah, I've just been creating content. And um, it is kind of funny because I didn't want to at first. And my old business partner forced me to go on YouTube with him. Like literally like, you're my business partner. Like we're going to have serious problems if you don't at least come on my channel and do content with me. Um, and he kind of forced me into it. Um, but now it's been amazing. It's um, one, it's made me really understand my subject matter better because I have to go teach it. But even more than that, like today I get over 5,000 comments a week and wow. a lot of people calling me out, you know, like, oh, you're an idiot, whatever. And so you have to get really good at your argument. Wow. It's forced me to go back and learn the other sides of the argument even mm -hmm. better because I need to be uh, confident enough to um, back up my position. So right. it's really helped me to get a better understanding of things. Um, and then it's just, it's been awesome just to get all the comments of people's lives and perspectives that have changed along the way. Wow. So it's been pretty good. And you said something earlier about if you post every day, it'll be worth it. Do you really, do you really so, share every um, day? What I was saying is I was kind of repeating what Russell Brunson says. So right. we're at the ClickFunnels event and Russell Brunson said, um, he said, 
I believe he said, uh, I'll guarantee you something to that effect. Um, if you were to post every single day for one year, you would never have to worry about money again. Mm. Um, Steven Larson, who's a right-hand man, said the same thing. If I had to start over, I'd just start publishing. Brennan Bouchard, same thing. Uh, Myron Golden and his thing last night, he said, you all want to sell your products, but the FBI and CIA couldn't even find you. Put your content out there, right? So they're all kind of saying the same thing. Um, and I can tell you from firsthand experience, um, yes, uh, within the first year of putting my content on YouTube and then just casually mentioning that I had a product once in a while generated over seven figures with no ads, wow. no dollars spent, just because I was putting content out. Um, it's kind of like um, the way, and, and now it's grown to a point where uh, my idols, my mentors from books have reached out to me and invited me to take take uh you know take part of things they're doing robert kiyosaki you were saying they all know love Uh, love robert kiyosaki yeah like so robert kiyosaki has become a good friend and um what what it is is it's about um putting out your message like a lighthouse and actually it was two years ago at this event russell brunson was on stage and he was like pulling up his phone and showing how he's doing direct messages I think maybe it was Prince EA who was coming on. And, he, and uh, he's like, look at my text message thread or my direct message thread. And, and, uh, and uh, Prince said, uh, oh, Russell, I'm a big fan. And Russell's like, what? You're a big fan? Like, I'm a big fan. That's so weird. And I sat there going, how would anybody ever say they were a big fan of mine mm. if I wasn't putting out content? And so you have to like, it's, it's a lighthouse, right? I'm putting my content out there and it brings the boats in. Mm. And so that's, uh, that's really the, the, the path. And uh, yeah, firsthand, I can say it's, it's worked really well. And besides the quantifiable number of revenue that it's made me, um, the connections that it's made me, the doors that have opened from it are, are uh, unquantifiable and, and it's been great. Did you study a lot about the YouTube algorithms or how did you go about posting content? Yeah, so I, I guess uh, I'm kind of a growth hacker. Yeah. I think I think I've had I've had uh, I've had seven businesses that have gone to do seven or eight figures within twelve months. Um, I uh, I try to hack everything. Everything's always about compressing time. I mean, you yes. read a book like this to compress time, yeah. right? And so everything I'm doing, I want to have the best technique, the best strategies to compress that time. So um, if it's YouTube or whatever it is, I'm going to try to figure that algorithm out. And so it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. But of course, having that right technique makes a big difference. Mm, do you have well, just one little gem on that? Like yeah. when you're posting on YouTube, here's one little thing that'll help well, the, you get more the, the first thing I'd say just overall is that like, it goes back to actually the first question you asked me, the, the myth behind uh, building wealth. Yeah. And what I say, it's by the value you provide. And so every piece of content I ever put out, I ask myself, will this provide value to the person? Mm. Is this what I want to do or is this what they need to hear? I've had people like, oh, let's jump on your show and and talk. I'm like, what do we talk about? Oh, we'll just talk. I'm like, no, that won't provide value, right? So um, the first thing I'd say is over any platform is always think about providing value first. Mm. On YouTube specifically, um, it's just like most other platforms. What does YouTube want? Uh, well, they want people to stay on there and watch content. Um, so the two things that probably matter the most are one, click-through rates. Mm-hmm. If they serve up my video and nobody's clicking on it, uh, they're not going to serve it up anymore. If it has a very high click-through rate, they're going to serve it up more often. And then the next part, and this is Google pay-per-click or Facebook ads or whatever, if somebody clicks on it and goes to the video, what's the bounce rate? Or mm-hmm. on YouTube, it's what's the watch time. Mm-hmm. 
mm. are people watching it? So if they serve it up and a lot of people click, but then nobody watches the video, say it was clickbait title, then they would stop serving up because they want their users to have a good experience. But if they get a good click-through rate and a good watch time, mm. so let me tell you that. So I need the click-through rate to be at least four and a half percent or better. Wow, typically okay. it should be, my videos are typically 10% in the first couple of days and then it nice. dwindles down. Okay. The watch time should be at least 50%. Oh, okay. So I would at least start with those numbers. And if you can get the, that click-through rate and those watch times, then you should be doing pretty good. So that thumbnail too is pretty important. That picture that they click on is... Well, the, title and the, the title and the thumbnail, okay. right? So the title kind of gives them that clickbait title and then yep. the thumbnail might have some description as well. So the two work together. Okay. Mm, I could talk to you about that all day. But yeah. Thank you so How do they find you? How do we well, find you? Um, if you want to check out the YouTube channel, it's just Mark Moss. Um, so that's the best way to find me on, on YouTube. And then I'm pretty active on Twitter, which is the number one Mark Moss. The number one? Well, just, just the new oh, oh. one Mark Moss. One Mark Moss. One Mark Moss. Okay. Yeah. The number, not, not O-N-E. Okay. Yeah. One Mark Moss. Well, there obviously is only one Mark Moss. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm yeah, so glad you. that I got to do this. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. When you invest at the ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash workshop, if after you attend that workshop, if it's not the best two and a half hours you've ever spent to get insights, relevant situations provided to you that could best help you implement these strategies and tactics, we'll get you back every penny you paid to participate. But that's just not going to happen. I mean, this is something I've been doing now for two decades. I've hosted more of these workshops than anyone alive. So I promise I may not be Chet Holmes, but I've got your back and his is number one protege. I'm sure I won't let you down. So get yourself registered right now and I'll see you on the inside. Subscribe for more videos. Claim your free chapter four of the ultimate sales machine. This chapter helps you get nine times more impact from every move you make. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com. This has been the CEO Mastery Podcast brought to you by the ultimate sales machine.